Welcome back to the Blunt Letters Podcast. I'm your host, Electric, and I'm joined by my co-host and best friend, Miss Michaela Superstar. I'm snickering in the background. <laughs> we not only have the same sort of beverage this evening wow. as we typically do, but we also have the same hairstyle. Oh, you guys can't see. Got a double decker. Wait, that doesn't sound good at all. Sounds <laughs> like someone took a shit on my head. <laughs> the back of my head? You don't head? have a cabinet in the back of your head. You're good. <laughs> Do I? We just put our, we got little ponytails on either side, yeah. and then you got two ponytails on the bottom. I'm just going mm-hmm. free. I actually have little half braids that go into ponytails. This side of my hair is braided. It works good with the um, headphones. Yeah, you know, I've started doing this because I have two fucking haircuts. I have jellyfish hair, like straight up. There's just no way around it. I was like, I'm so on point with my hairstyle. Like the kids love it because I have a ridiculous hipster haircut somehow. On accident. Like my hair just growing out. Yeah, I just had a weird haircut and now it's long. And I was like, I straight up have like a bowl haircut on top of long hair. And like when I mush it all together and it's curly, it looks fine. But I have been enjoying separating it and being like, look at this weird hairdo. Look at this insane, these layers, you know. And so then I've been pulling those apart and doing little tiny ones on top because they sometimes because they don't stay in the braids or the anything. Like if I bring them too low, they flop out anyway. And so I end up having like a bowl cut on top of my braids. So I've just learned to like go with it and make little pigtails out of them. Otherwise, they have like it's like a weird it looks like a jellyfish. I'm like, the kids are right. This looks like a fucking jellyfish by the end of the day. It'll be like a bowl haircut and then my braids. That's cool. You should do like multiple braids or like multiple groups of hair, you know, like ponytails going down at the different lengths of your hair. That would be really funny. Yeah, I'd have about three lengths going and like two of the longer lengths will like merge together at least and form a united front as a ponytail yeah. or a pigtail. I'm a pigtail person, not a ponytail person. A pigtail or braid person. Um, but they, yeah, these little hairs slide out. And then I end up having this weird ass hairdo. And again, those are the days I get a lot of compliments from young people. They're like, I like your hair. And I'm like, do you? And I'll look at it in the car. I'll be like, I just got a car. i like, thank you, actually. And then I'll go into the car and look at it. And I'll be like, wait, what? This looks ridiculous. I mean, and then I'll really, and then I'll be like, I kind of like it too, though. You know, I'll be like, the kids are all right. They're right. This looks kind of cool. I look like a weirdo. Accidentally in fashion. I think that it's partially like I have like pretty, what otherwise normal looking hair. And it makes me feel weird because I usually had like real wild hairdos most of my life and like shaved parts and different punk styles and now it just looks very normal so i'm glad to have some other weirdness to it where i'm like ah, i don't care if i look like a homeschooled hipster <laughs> it's still weird enough that i don't look normal it's modern yeah i don't look like a normal girl or something i don't know person but a basic <laughs> a basic vanilla person i spiced it up so but that's that's why i started doing it and then i like them on you they don't look as crazy on you they look um cuter I don't have as much hair as you do. That's a huge part of it. My hair is, is very fine and limp. Noodle hair, as it were. But, you know, it's okay. We live in the world of wigs and hair products, but I, it's not an everyday thing for me. You know, the thing is, too, with you, you look better in a hat than most people. <laughs> so you can pull off hats. I can't pull off a hat. Like, if I was you, I would just start rocking hot hats as well as wigs. You know, I've been looking diligently for hats, and I can't find any hats that don't look douchey. Or, I... You're right. You We did go looking for hats together, and you're like that, and I was like, no. Yeah. No. I mean, I know you would have looked great in it, but I was like, no, because you could you would look great in every hat, and before you know it... I'm wearing douchebag hats. <sighs> Yeah, you got like a fedora on, and I'll be like, wait a minute, how did we get here? Yeah, right? exactly. I tried on a trilby, and I was just like, no. And then PP for short was like, that is not your style. Like, yes, you can pull it off, but like, where would you wear that to? I know, I'm trying to like picture you with different hats, <laughs> but I feel like you've maybe a beret. Yeah. Have you ever tried a beret? I have. That's Actually, cool. I wore mine out. It, it like started getting like <laughs> one of those dust or uh, moth holes or whatever. Mm-hmm, yeah, it mm-hmm. was it was a raspberry beret that I got at a secondhand store because <laughs> I was like meant to be like yeah you know? right 
That's right. I think I remember that story. Yeah, I don't know. You can look at that a lot of times. Yeah, you? I have an obsession with this um, hat avant-garde hat maker in England called Hood London, and they make hats for like mm-hmm. devontees and they're a lot of them are like theoretically hats and actually headbands or like weird <laughs> like fucking uncomfortable headgear yeah, it's like you have a, a a statue or like a sculpture on your head i'll make you one of those yeah. <laughs> give me some paper mache and some chicken wire i'll make you a hat yeah, like that thanks dude it would be tight give me some felt and some an iron and uh i don't know what else do mad hatters use uh haberdashers they're honestly super simple I'll put a link in the description for sure because they're like... I'll, I will definitely make you a sculptural hat if that's what you want. Well, they're mostly like wire and mesh. And um, then there's like a beret that's heart-shaped with like a little uh, metal arrow through it. It's very cute. I'm I'm really into it. We could make that. Well, that's why I didn't buy it, you know? I'm already formulating in my head how we can make that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean... You can just snip there, sew it there... Yeah. Add a little wire, add a little foom, add a deadly metal arrow to a thing on your head and hope you don't fall down that day. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so paranoid. That's all I would think about all day is I'm going to fall on this arrow. Good thing. How'd you die? I don't know. I put an arrow in my hat. It's so tiny. And then took a chance. All right. It could be a blunt arrow. You know, it's just a... Blunt arrows. That's my hat line. Yeah. (laughs) Cheers to your hat line, blunt arrows. What do you... What are you choosing with? I've named it the lemon, lemon, lemon grass. <laughs> <laughs> lemon, lemon, lemon grass, lemon, lemon, lemon grass. Because it's got lemongrass vodka, lemongrass syrup, and lemon juice in it with some Whoa. seltzer on top if you want to make it boobly. Because um, I, I infused some lemongrass into vodka, mm. and which I, means I just chopped it up and threw it in there Deloish. for a week. Yeah, and then I made some lemongrass syrup out of just sugar and lemongrass tea, I guess, and a little um, lemon juice. And I let that cool, and I've been drinking that with some seltzer and lemon juice. It's good. It's really delicious. It's really light. There's something about the lemongrass that seems to cancel out the vodka taste because, honestly, it doesn't taste like alcohol at all. Wow, that's awesome. I love Mm -hmm. that. It's so smooth. I mean, I'm drinking Sky. I infuse Sky, but still, like, the Sky's not that smooth. It's not like, ooh, just no, drink it straight. No, 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 no. Definitely not. It's still vodka, for sure. Has that, <clears throat> that, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. <clears throat> Dang, I have lemongrass and Sky. I'm like, where's my jar? I'm going to go get a jar tonight and, like, pour some in there and infuse it myself. Yeah, just chip chap it. Yeah, yeah. That's chip it. chap. Yeah, I got tea. Sounds easy. Sounds yeah. delicious. I use fresh lemongrass. I don't know how it works with dried. Tea. Ooh, experiment. Time. I just want you to know that. <laughs> I made a video you guys can watch. Don't worry. As usual. Don't forget to check out our TikTok and Instagram for our cocktail videos. And if you have a moment, please rate and review. It makes a huge difference. I know it's like, like and subscribe. <laughs> I know it's like such a cheesy thing to say, but it really is like so huge. So please do. It's gigantic. 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 A big, big love. Yeah. What are you drinking? Uh, so I'm drinking a double strawberry delight. Another what? double flavor. Strawberry, strawberry delight. Yeah. Strop, strop, delight. Strop, strop, delight. With a lemon, lemon, lemongrass. No, friend. no lemongrass. I said a friend. Oh, yeah. You're my friend. Yes. <laughs> no, you were like, no. And I was like, this fucking podcast is over. Fuck it. We're out of okay. here. <laughs> This is how we rank. <laughs> You're just like, no. You're like, your drink day. can't be friends with mine. Fuck that. <laughs> you. Okay, what is that? That was an empty glass drunky magoo. I know, I drank it already. It's so delicious. It's Indago. What was that? What were you drinking? <laughs> <laughs> it's Indago gin, because I finally got some. Yeah. And Fuck yes. And some strawberries, like actual fucking strawberries. And then... From the earth. I put... <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to hell do yeah man. hell yeah and then i <laughs> put some apricot liqueur in there because you know i have that oh, oh. Yeah, yeah yeah and then i muddled i'm trying to tone it down i muddled that all together muddle it muddle it and then i shook it with ice 
and then I poured that into a glass and I topped it with Prosecco because oh, you inspired yeah. me the other day. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. So it's a, no wonder I drank it so fast. I did not add any sugar to this because the liqueur has sugar and the Prosecco mm-hmm. has sugar. So, like, do not muddle the sugar people. What are sugar people? Don't. <laughs> I know. I was like. And where can I get the like, sweet I said babies? Sugar pe- <laughs> They're the sweetest people you ever meet. <laughs> okay, so you muddled the sugar babies. No, you did not muddle sugar babies. No, I just mm. muddled it. Aren't sugar babies like caramel? Yeah. Milk duds yeah, or something? Yeah, they are. Or is that sugar daddies? They have both. The sugar daddy is like <laughs> the popsicle version, and the sugar babies are like the milk duds version. Without chocolate? I think they still have chocolate. It's been a long time. (laughs) Well, what are mama babies? (laughs) Wait. I don't know. I don't think they have those. I forgot what we were talking about. Sugar mamas. Oh, I know what a sugar mama is. Wait a minute. Yeah. Oh, I almost forgot. It's in a Monterey Bay Aquarium cup. That's cute. I bought it yesterday at the aquarium. Oh, let me. It looks like it has a reef on it. It does. Yeah, it has a coral That's reef. Cool, dude. Oh, you got to get. Maybe you know if you put the pineapple ice cubes, they might look like fish. Oh my gosh, I'm gonna do that for the next drink. And I guess if you had the little flamingos, they could look like they're standing in the reef. I don't know, but we got to get you fish ice cubes now. Totally. Or whales. Ah. Or sharks. For your creepy tiki. Yeah, that'd be tight. Are you looking for a high quality flap? Maybe a few flaps. Well, come on down to Flap Flaps and Flaps. We got a flap perfect for you. Need to? We got flaps. Flap Flaps and Flaps has it all. We got big flaps, little flaps, double flaps, triple flaps, exotic flaps made from coconut, leather, tubing, coral reef, monkey teeth, and more. I'll I'll show show you my my flaps. Welcome back to the Blunt Letters Podcast. We're going to be doing some astrologics. So here's... (laughs) This is where we talk to you about astrology, but giving you examples of everyday things that happen to us that coincide with what the stars told us was going to happen. Yeah. Mostly started this whole thing because people be like, I don't understand. Or like, oh, you blame everything on the stars when things go bad. And it's like, I'm not blaming them. It's telling me it's going to happen. I'm preparing. It's like a blueprint for the future a little bit. Or just like to... To know why these things are happening, it does help a little. And to not be angry. Like, when these things happen, I'm not as angry because I'm like, it just seems like how it's supposed to be right now. And it does actually comfort me. So whatever. So I've made a few, a list of some things that had happened in the last few months that I could think of really coincide with real life things to give better examples to people who don't believe in astrology. Okay. Which is fine. Right? Sure. Because we talk about it all the time. Um, We do. So... I'm going back, and oh, happy moon in Libra, new moon in Libra today. Yay! Not when you're hearing this, but when we're recording it, and that's really cool. But um, I'm going back a few weeks to Saturn, uh, square to Saturn, which was August 7th. And it, oh, it references a conjunction that it made on 4-4. That's right. So this thing that happened in my, and this is not for everyone. So if you hear this and you're like, this doesn't mean anything to me during that time, that's because this is very specific to my sign and my chart, like everything in my chart. So just keep that in mind. This has nothing to do with y'all. So in my chart, there was a squared on my Saturn, which was referring to a conjunction that was made back in April. So essentially that means whatever was seeded then, was coming to an important moment of understanding. So that's when I decided to move with my mom. We were like, fuck this. I had the worst time. I had the worst birthday. And she was like, we're going to move. So that all that start really started to happen then. And now it, during that whole time, because you, as you know, I was with you looking for an apartment. Yeah. Everything was coming down. It was like hunker down. Don't overspend. Like get shit done. Like, see what you're dealing with. And it was like all those things really happened. 
So like reading all that, I was like, okay. And so I was on vacation during that time and I tried not to overspend or overtax myself. I was like, see you guys later. See you next time if I couldn't make it because I was really just trying to get a house. Right. That was the goal while you were here. Everything else was extra. Right. And it was great, but it was extra. Which was really interesting because... Your vac- in literal words, your vacation might feel a little heavier than normal. Like, and I was literally on a vacation that was not a vacation. Like, it, nah. you know, it was so that I thought that again, here you go, guys. Like, I'm not blaming anything. It's just like, that's an interesting coincidence, right? Like, you're, I'm reading this thing and then these are the things happening. Eight, so we move on towards the later off in the month. Mars uh, entered Gemini. For me, for me, it was it entered into my seventh house. So that made me feel driven to do something around August 20th. And everything felt something like fiery and hot in my seventh house, which is all committed relationships, which I don't really have exactly because the person I tried to commit to is so horrible And then it was all like, during this time, expectations and fairness and who shows up and all this shit. And I was like, seriously, yeah, like going through. And again, I read this just today because I was like, oh, let me look back and see what was supposed to be happening. Because again, I don't like sit there religiously looking at this stuff all the time. And I went back and I was like, holy shit, that's so crazy. Because it said by October, I was kind of going to be like, done with everything and it's true because i'm literally just moving away and so it's hard to be in a committed relationship three thousand miles away true and then it starts to go into september where we had the retrograde till october 2nd which is still going and like it was like get a consensus like it's all from my it's all in my 10th house which is like career so it's like refurbish edit get consensus and so like I looked at that and was like do some quizzes like ask our our fan base what they want and like it really did work like people were like this 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 even with the t-shirts that's been really working yeah it's great to get interaction from our listeners because we want to make you happy like <laughs> tell us what to give you yeah I don't want to end up with a thousand t-shirts no one wants and that was cool because it's like again I was expecting these things so it's like okay how do I work within this retrograde to make it work for me because I probably should be hiding away a lot more and I did and I just kind of reached out feelers and did work but other things went wrong during the retrograde which was funny like and it helped me calm down like I was trying to find a way to get to the mall okay so first of all electronics communication technologies all kinds of stuff like that wires getting crossed that's what retrograde means mercury retrograde right technology fails more often so i had just looked at my michael's fucking emails to see if i had any rewards then i wake up one day on the kazimi 922 and it was like you have 15 dollars worth of free shit at michael's and i was like wait what since when so then I was like, oh, I don't really want to go out. It's raining. I wasn't going to go out that day, but I was like, I've got $15 worth of free shit just waiting for me at my favorite store. So obviously I went, but I was like, I'm going to find the, the least amount of traffic way. Like I'm going to find this back way. And so I leave the house and I go start my journey down the street. And the first place I'd want to go to, the road is closed. And I was like, okay, turn all the way around half a mile down the road, go all the way back. And go the longer way. And then I'm like, ha I'll be clever though and go this other way and sneak around the back. So I start going and I was halfway correct. I realized now where I made my mistake, but somehow made a giant like 15 minute circle around the town, not the mall, that what? ended up back exactly where I started no. the journey. Yeah, like oh, right where no. I was like, I know what I'll do. I ended up right back at that spot, but like 10 minutes later. Oh my gosh, that's so annoying. A scenic journey in a circle. and then, But still was like, ah, Mercury retrograde. Again, because it's just like, you just know shit's going to kick your ass if you leave the house. So I was like, okay, at least my car sure. isn't breaking down or the airbag didn't just explode for yeah. no reason or whatever. That's positive thinking. Again, that's why I look at these. Yeah, because I'm like, astrology helps comfort me. Sorry. So I go 
So then I end up having to go through the mall, like the most twisty, turny, stupidest way to get there. Like essentially the last way I want to go is how I get forced to go with these all these detours. And I get there. And then I have a Cassini moment where I have this like epiphany about fucking glitter. It's going to save us so much money with our jewelry making and like all this stuff. And I'm like, oh, my God, what the fuck? So it's like I had these bright moments in this kind of fuck day. And I'm like, oh, good. I'm going to go finally go to this juice place. There's only place to get fresh squeezed juice in this stupid town because I can't I literally can't even find a Jamba juice, really. And I go to this place and it's all shakes, all smoothies. And I was like, you guys don't even have just like a fresh squeezed juice. They're like, no, not really. It's got shakes. And I was like, fuck. But then I just got again because I was like, Mercury retrograde. Of course, you don't have juice. I was like, can you just make me a real thin ass smoothie with spinach and mango and apple juice and stuff and protein powder? And they were like, yeah. Okay, and then I ordered the smallest size, which was like $9. And I was like, God damn, I forgot how expensive even yeah. a smoothie is. You know, because I'm used to getting those $3 juices in New York City. I know, and those are like a magical thing that only exists in New York City. I've never been, I know. maybe in Mexico City too, but like, I know. These juice stands, like, give me some juice. Just juice. Like anything you want. $3. Anything you want. Yeah. Pick a handful of things. Buy a juicer and a kiosk and let me know where you're at. Seriously, seriously, bro. I miss it so much. It's probably the only thing I miss about New York City. Don't tell me to buy a juicer. That shit's annoying to clean. Yeah, I hate cleaning them. You, It's like, it's impossible. But because I was like, can you make it thin for me? And was very polite and did tip. I got the small and ended up getting a large... Because she's like, I'm sorry. She's like, I tried to thin it out. And I was like, great. That's just more juice. And I was like, I'm sure it's perfect. And it was. It was delicious. Nice. But I got a large out of it because she didn't know how else to make it thin. And I was like, <laughs> I don't care if it's water. I was like, it tastes great. And it's big. Yeah. Because, you know, it's like the two burgers for one story. It's like I was bummed to buy a small $9 juice, but I got a large $9 juice. And it felt better, you know, because they were like, we'll water it down for you. <laughs> Yeah, she's like, I hope it's thin enough. And I was like, I really appreciate that. Because I was like, I hate milk and bananas and shit. I don't like smoothies because I don't like a thick thing. I don't like milkshakes either, really. I'm not I'm not a shake person. I like Slurpees because they melt quickly and they're not thick. I love shakes and smoothies. Blech. And I don't like ices. I don't. Ah. I love them. Yeah. See, I'm opposites. Anyway. So that was my like, okay, but like, that's a good example. These are my little examples of like the references that they'll make and how they just like, you'll be like, don't get mad. You know, it's just the planet's fucking with you. Like you want to, you want fresh squeezed juice. We'll give you a mango spinach smoothie. It was still delicious. You first world bitch, you know? And it's like, it was still <laughs> delicious, you know? Yeah. No, I got you. I've had some mercury retrograde moments. Like, Ooh, like what? My internet r- randomly failing me. <laughs> classic retrograde it'll be fine all day long all day long no problems and then i'll be in a meeting like you and i are having now to record this podcast don't say that don't say that jinx 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 jinx. you know if it happens it happens you're right right. we'll deal with it we'll deal with it because i just like oh i'm in this important ass meeting let me just um bail in the middle of it if you guys don't mind i'm gonna shit my pants off camera yeah let me just uh exit without an announcement goodbye so i was like okay that's cool it came back but it was just like disrupting i'm sure they you know disrupting communications i'm yeah i mean most people don't do that or or whatever did she just turn us off she's immediately fired no questions asked is that what they did fired thank god but no they were just like oh so you have computer problems and i was like yeah i don't know what to do there's nothing to do. You can't fix it. You know, yeah. there's no reset button on the service you get that's interrupted due to outside shit. And that's what the fucking internet provider tells you. They're like, oh, so there was a failure. A satellite fell. End of explanation. Sa- satellite fell out of the sky. Oops. Yeah. Or maybe it got interfered with by, you know, space radiation from Mercury and retrograde. Do, like, do, that's do. all I'm saying. Yeah. Who knows? It's the most scientific astrology happening that happens, in my opinion. Like, Mercury starts to look like it's a certain way. The waves of radiation that are coming off Mercury, the way that every single thing in space gives off radiation. Everything. Sometimes bad. 
It's like, woo, 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 woo. I'm going to fuck up your satellite on the way. Oh, you wanted to have the internet? Too bad. And other things like I do some website building, thebluntletters.com. Check it out. And sometimes things will just not work that are supposed to work. And you're like, why isn't it working? And they're like, hmm, don't know. And then two days later, it'll work. And you're like, okay, that was weird. Mercury retro trade. My uh, water cooler just stopped working out of nowhere. Why? I don't know. Exactly. It's just because some weird-ass waves are hitting us from outer space. We're being influenced by the movement of the planet. We're like, we're moving anyway. Get rid of it. Good riddance. For me, physics is what it's all about. Like, I really think that, like, astrophysics is behind astrology. I think it's all math, all physics, all science, all spiritual all connected all consciousness like it's all one thing like that's why astrology makes sense to me because how do these things come to happen and i know they're pretty general but then it's like well how like my saturn returns is happening right now and whoa it is yeah so for people who don't know a saturn return happens every 12 years and basically the journey that you were on for the last 12 years has come to an end and you're ready to take the next step the next phase into your life. Like, I just finished my Saturn returns when I turned 31, and I had, like, moved back to California and was like, okay, my life is here now. I've already finished tra- traversing the universe and trying to figure out where I wanted to be, mm-hmm. and now I'm back, and this is where I'm at. Yeah, for sure. And right now, it's conjunct with my Mars, so it's like this big test for endurance and resilience which is totally what's been going on, like 100%, like hard limits, rejections, delays, exhaustion, frustration. But it was like, trust things need to move slowly. And like, we got this apartment and I trust it, but it's been taking like hella long. But then it's like time that I think I need to adjust the idea of even doing all, like living in a whole new place and getting all the shit together. And it's like, take breaks, hermit away. And I was like, that's exactly what I did. That's exactly how I felt. Again, it's like more of this, like the astrology is more of this vibe in the air, this energy that's telling you shit if you listen. And so it seems like it's just telling you obvious junk. But like, you know, I could have gone through this whole time being like, no, I need to go out. I need to make friends. I need a new romance. I need all this dumb shit before I leave or something. And it would have been all kinds of bad news to me because it's all about the rejection and limits and delays and all this stuff. So instead I hid out and just created stuff and made fart knocker t-shirts and whatever stuff for our shop. (laughs) And I was happier because I did that and I avoided a lot of shit because of that. And it was what I honestly just felt like I should do anyway. And so when I went and read my Saturn returns astrology I was like wow this all makes sense it's how I feel already again it's a comforting like that is why it's a link to spirituality and like witchcraft and wicca and all these other practices that it isn't necessarily tied to intrinsically depending on who you talk to you know like but to me it is and it's also tied to science like you said energies maths degrees it's all about where it's like this these division of a sphere and these angles and these degrees of all these planets and where they are and they have very exacting things that if i think again if anyone really dove into their astrology deeply you would find that every single one of these heavenly bodies what it is like computer software it is like a algorithm of who you are down to so many little tiny details that it is freaky and i've converted a lot of people just by being like look at the fa- look at this fucking it's just it's just math it's just a formula it's another formula using the planets like how how could i not love that and our and archetypes and these myths that we've carried with us for so long now some of us not all of us because i mean but there's all different types of astrology so i'm not gonna and i follow many different types and they are all true you know, my Chinese astrology is just as true for me as this stuff is. It's just a different measurement of the same thing, right? I am totally a rabbit. I am 100,000% a rabbit, just as much as I'm a ram. So anyway, interesting stuff to me. Just saying, before you poo-poo it, get your chart done. Have a total stranger tell you deep, weird shit about yourself and tell me it's not real. And go ahead and don't use it as a guideline. I don't care. But... 
don't shit on my stuff because when I read this, I mean, so many things have been coming to fruition right now. And it's just a nice comforting way that the universe patting you on the back being like, yeah, you're going in the right direction or the wrong direction. I wanted to be spicier right now. And it was like, things are going to be fiery. Things are going to be spicy. It's like, okay, I they were like, calm down. And I was like, I'm going to calm down. Yeah, I definitely think that there are forces in the universe that are acting on us all the time, whether or not like people are aware of it in a scientific way. But forces are constantly interacting with our bodies and our planet. And you can't just write things off like a wisdom tradition of like astrology like you said both chinese and western and like not see the patterns that happen around the times of these astro astronomical events you know or like i even i had a i think she was mexican american friend south central american i'm gonna say at least and she was talking or wait maybe she's she did some sort of like astrology according to i believe aztec astrology or something like that like she had she was like this is the astrology i follow because i'm not like you i'm not european and then she's like let's look you up and again it was like 100 percent accurate i forget what i was i think it was like something like a serpent maybe or a sun thing so it made sense it was like again very it made sense it was like no matter what it's not even just it's again like i've looked into so many different kinds of these astrological ideas and archetypes where i'm like how weird is it that they all seem to fit in these formulas a rose by any other name you know it's all the same thing called something else yeah it's really interesting to me and it's helpful it's helpful to me i don't know some people got jesus some people got sports <laughs> I got astrology then. <laughs> and again, people talk about how we are uh, in a simulation theory, right? And we talk about that, right? So that was this uh, reality, right? So last episode. <laughs> so like, <laughs> who's to say astrology isn't, and this is how I've always felt, part of the written code of your matrix. Like this is just another way for you to read the code right it's like listen there's hints like if you want a cheat sheet about this fucked up game we're in this video game com computer simulation we're in maybe astrology's a cheat sheet that somebody made for us or somebody put into the fucking software right to be like i'm gonna help these these humans out you know like clickety clack and then it's like holy shit <laughs> this fucking hacker put astrology into the earth programming and it's like why did you do that and it's like i don't know, I want to help these little monkeys out they seem so fucking angry and so awful and it's like okay you know it's like i feel like some hacker gave us astrology to help understand the computer simulation that we're trapped in. Now that might be too far out, but it seems to make just as much sense as fucking Christ on a cross. I don't know. And that's definitely a theory for sure. Wouldn't that be cool? I mean, doesn't it almost make the most sense because you look at this stuff and you're like, how do you know? And it's like, how do you know? They hacked into your computer program and they see the whole future and your whole past and they know what you are because you're just another fucking simulation. So they can show you these things in patterns in the sky. Like what a great way for like Neo, the fucking computer hacker trying to save humanity to do it right because only the weird hippies would believe and then all these other fucking squares who wouldn't unplug from the matrix wouldn't follow it anyway i mean it just sounds like a fucking science fiction story written by a smart person so maybe it's the truth i don't know i won't rule it out i'm not either i'm not saying it's real but i'm not ruling it out i'm not gonna i'm not going to ignore the mathematical code that's mapped out in front of me in the stars because i'm too proud to admit that maybe some shit's weird in this universe and it might be computers or i don't know some other shit we don't understand but at least if it's computers i think it's a cheat sheet i really do because like how what why else would the i wasn't gonna go out that day and i was like it's kazimi day man it's a day for discoveries and good shit and i had a great day I had a long day, kind of, because I had to drive for a long time, but it was like a good day. I hear you. Anyway, cheat sheet. Cheat sheet. Got fuck in your mouth? Then get the fuck out of here. Excuse me? 
burn the fuck out of your mouth with get the fuck out of here. How did you know I had fuck in my mouth? Your breath. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's true. I did just give a blowjob. Well, then get the fuck out of here. Just two sprays and it'll burn the fuck out of your mouth, making it fuck-free and sanitary. Oh, thanks. I was just on my way to see my grandparents and my entire family. Yeah, nobody likes fuckface at a family function. Get the fuck out of here today. I will get the fuck out of here and everyone will be glad. Next on the Blunt Letters Podcast, Electric and Michaela Superstar report on News of the Weird. Welcome back to the Blunt Letters Podcast. I'm here to talk to you about neutrinos, the ghost particle. I thought you meant those animals for a second. Nutrias? What? Oh, no. Neutrinos. They're a particle, elementary particle. (laughs) Well, yeah. So they may explain how matter came to exist in the universe. All matter in the universe. You, me, your house, all everything you like, everyone you know, matter. Spiders, things you hate, Terminator. Everything. Idea of Terminator. Pinto beans. Your drinks. (sighs) Rocks. Your hangovers. Farts. Eyeballs. They are often called (laughs) razor nips neutrinos are a subatomic particle that is so tiny that they pass through most matter in the universe they are created in the decay of stars and locally that means our sun and every single second you wait 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 they are so neutrinos in our solar system are made by the decaying matter from our sun correct okay gotcha (laughs) sorry i just wanted to make sure i understood every second you and me and everyone we know has about a trillion neutrinos pass through us that's like six nutrient trillion neutrinos (laughs) but they're so difficult to detect they're called the um ghost particles like science ghosts like you me right now michaela like right now Mm -hmm. a trillion neutrinos are passing through me look at me yeah i feel neutrino constipated i'm not sure I think they're all building up inside of me. You know, like, an atom? Yeah. You know how there's, like... I'm feeling them. Electron field around an atom? Electron... Is that what you're feeling when you're on acid and you're just like, uh, I feel like I'm melting to the universe. It's like, are you feeling the neutrinos pass through you? Maybe. And you're like, Jesus Christ, neutrinos. Honestly, yeah, possibly. Doesn't that feel like what you think that would feel like? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You're on hallucinogens and you're, like, laying in the grass and you're like, what's happening? You're like, it's neutrinos. neutrinos. You can just feel them. About a trillion of them. That's another code breaker cheat sheet right there, let me tell you. That's another story. They're super tiny. They're so small, they pass through the space between your atoms. Like, that is so small. Very invasive. So small. Invasively small. So, why are they different from other particles? There's four reasons. Get ready for this. Can I ask a quick question for the layman's out there? Yeah, layman's. So... Are atoms the smallest particles there are? No. Great question. I mean, like before they found neutrinos? Before they found neutrinos, they were, atoms were considered the smallest particle. But okay, currently, there are multi multiple kinds of subparticles of atoms. So you might be familiar with the electron, the neutron, okay. mm-hmm. and the proton, right? So what I so let's put a pin in that. That's what I was getting at. So there are parts of atoms, right? Yes. That are smaller. Yes. Those are made up of neutrinos. Exactly. That's what I thought. So neutrinos can can neutrinos go through those particles or just the atom? I guess is what I'm asking. Like, do neutrinos go through the nucleus of the atom? Yeah. Yeah. Or like. Or is it not that small? It's like too big for this, but too small for that. You know what I'm saying? As far as I've researched, they pass through the electron field, not the nucleus. Okay. So atoms are made up of neutrons, protons, and electrons. And beyond that, there are leptons and quarks. Mm -hmm. Quarks we talked about recently are partially charged particles inside the atom. 
And leptons are particles with a negative one or neutral charge. So those are electrons and neutrons. Also responsible for leprechauns. So neutral. Little known fact. <laughs> Little known fact, they're also responsible for leprechauns. So neutrinos are different from all these other particles for four reasons. Okay, I just wanted a little clarification of what an atom is for people out there who are just like, what's an atom? I don't know. For sure. Is there anything else you want to know about an atom before we move on to the particles with, that make up an atom? I think we're good. Okay, so neutrinos are different from other particles like protons, like all those other guys. Coutons, yeah. Basically, they only interact with other particles using the weak force. And you're like, what the fuck is that? Because I was like, I never heard of it. There's four different types of force in physics. Gravity, electromagnetism, nucleus strong force, and nucleus weak force. So... The force that these neutrinos operate in is the weak force. Mm-hmm. Weak sauce. Got it. They're, that's right. And the weak sauce influence only extends to particles that are 10 to the negative 18th meters close to them. So that's like really fucking close. Very close. Second thing about neutrinos that makes them different from other particles, they don't get their mass from the Higgs field. So basically, what's the Higgs field? It contains the Higgs boson particles Mm -hmm. that can add or remove charge from particles. Adding or removing that charge affects the mass of the particle. If a particle is not affected by the Higgs field, it's thought to have no mass like photons. However, the neutrinos do inherently have a mass, but it doesn't interact with the Higgs field which confuses scientists. So they're like, how does it still have a mass if it's not given a mass by the Higgs field? Like, it's something different from the other particles. Inherently. Ooh, like dark matter or something. Yes. Third thing that's different about these guys. Mm. Weak force neutrinos can randomly change into other versions of the neutrino. So that's like the tau version Mm. or the mau version or something like that. Like, they will start out as an electron, let's say, and then they'll become a tau electron. And you're like, why? How? It almost reminds me of, like, blood types or something, where there's that one that can be, it's like, now I'm this blood type, now I'm that blood type, don't worry about it. What's the universal donor? A? B? O? Farts? Negative? O? Positive? I don't know. I think it's like, O. Fourth thing that, characteristic that makes them different Most particles can either be left-handed or right-handed, meaning they spin to the right or left based on what force is acting on them. Neutrinos are different because they always spin in one direction or the other. Whoa. Forever. Yeah. No matter what. They're stubborn. As long as they exist in that form. They're like, I'm going to go this way no matter what. Yeah. Interesting. Right. And like what I learned about the Higgs field is basically that it, it gives or takes a negative charge yeah so the negative charge will make a particle oscillate so the fact that it doesn't interact with the higgs field makes sense that it would always be what it is it just doesn't matter it's just like fuck you oh weird very weird that could have like some weird ramifications for like time travel or like space travel or space dilation, maybe? I don't know. I'm no scientist, but doesn't that sound like it would have some sort of weird effect on, like, oh, how do we how do we use that, right? That's interesting. Yeah. I don't know how. <laughs> but I shouldn't have gone to school, but it's, not, it's like, because I could really be fascinated with this with all the other nerds. But I'm like, this sounds vaguely fascinating can't quite wrap my head around it but it sounds like it would be have a lot of ramifications get ready for it to get crazier because we're about to go into the theory of neutrinos so excited about this all right let's get into it i'm rubbing my hands together for everyone who can't see me. and like now we're gonna get into the experimental part of this physics idea theoretical physics yeah so now my favorite kind there's an experiment underway that will hopefully help us to understand a theory called parity violation that would explain how the characteristics of the neutrino particle help to create all matter in the universe what parity say it again it's called parity violation it's a theory that is my new band name i'm writing It's a theory that would explain how the characteristics of the neutrino particle that we just went over, the four things that they are different about, helped 
to create all of the matter in the universe. What? That includes us. I mean, duh. We're all stardust, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Sodana signed at Pier 1, so it's true. Yeah, it's true. Does Pier 1 even exist anymore? I don't even know because I don't go to those stores. No, they actually went out of business. My mom used to work for them. <laughs> she got laid off. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. She probably got unemployment, though, and that's sweet, yeah, right? she's fine. Yeah. Great. Okay. So, yeah. Yay! That's something you'd find at Marshall's? I don't know. Anyway. Yes. Home goods. Moving on. There is an experiment underway that will hopefully help us to understand a theory called parity violation that would explain how the characteristics of the neutrino particle helped to create all matter in the universe. And the most important characteristic is number three, the ability to change into different types of neutrinos. Right, 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 right. And then if they can change into other things, do they still only spin a certain way? No. And the universe really Whoa. gives a shit about which way you spin. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, it actually really does. It does. And collisions are a big deal in that atomic universe. And that's cool because when you're spinning, you collide. Yes, exactly. And the collisions matter on the spins, yes. right? I'm just guessing, but I would suppose yes. that would make So sense. basically the theory goes <gasps> that the Big Bang, you remember that one? It's the... The opposite of creationism, there was just a Big Bang. Yes. An explosion. Yeah, some bullshit happened because I don't know why and I don't want to think about it because it makes my brain and my heart hurt. So something happened. Basically, the theory goes the Big Bang created matter and it's opposite antimatter in equal amounts. But when the two come together, they cancel out. So how is it that there is a universe at all? And not just nothingness and energy. How does that exist, right? Like, why didn't it... Yin and fucking... Yeah, why did yin and yang happen? The theory is that a theoretical relative of the current day neutrino is responsible. So, if we're talking ancient relative, like Neanderthals to people currently. Mm -hmm. So, basically what happens is this. The ancient neutrino is called a heavy neutrino, and they existed in abundance in the early universe. Got it. Way more than the anti-neutrino. Now, I just said a minute ago that they were created in equal amounts. Mm -hmm. So, how they got to extra antimatter or extra heavy neutrinos to antimatter... That don't make no sense to me, and I don't get it either, so I just wanted to point it out. But basically... How did they know it was equal amounts? They don't. <laughs> I mean, theoretically, it's equal amounts, but we don't know that. Right. In what world did anything fart into existence in equal amounts? I'd have a symmetrical fucking face <laughs> if things farted out in equal amounts. Right? Yes, yes. But I got, like, two different eyes from three different people somehow. And basically, they're saying that this old-ass neutrino, the, like, you know, Neanderthal neutrino, called the heavy neutrino, existed in abundance in the early universe way more than antimatter. They didn't explain how that bridge huh. came to be, but that's what they said. Well, they don't know how, probably. They could just detect it. Yeah, it's just an idea. So, heavy neutrinos decayed into antimatter more often... And so there was all this antimatter versus matter. How it didn't cancel out to nothing. Why does that matter? How it didn't cancel out into nothing is a question, question, question mark. So here's the theory. A phaleron was activated and the antimatter flipped into matter. It changed. Oh. It morphed the way neutrinos currently do. So, like, if it's off balance, the neutrinos will flip the script and become what needs to be balanced? Yeah. What? They'll be like, oh, oh, shit, things are getting out of balance in the universe, and I just know that. And so I'm going to flip, or just not know it, but, like, the, the chemical reactions start to happen where something's off balance, that the neutrinos will react and balance things in the universe? Is that what you're saying, theoretically? Yeah. Like, why does that happen? Because the conditions are such that it does. And it's really unclear as to why. Because if it didn't, we wouldn't exist. Exactly. Great point. Excellent logistical point. So now they're testing this phaleron. 
because of what you just said. If it didn't happen, we all wouldn't exist. <laughs> so they're like, well, we can't explain why, but we can maybe track that it actually happened. So they're doing this big-ass test. And now we're getting to the good stuff. We're getting back into CERN. Ooh, ooh, we're ooh, getting ooh, back sir, into sir, sir, sir. theoretical physics. So the modern modern nutrition. Nutricio. What the fuck? The mo- Nutricio. Why? The modern nutrino. Why are you changing? <laughs> Be yourself. It does change. It oscillates between two types of neutrino. Uh, between three types of neutrino. Electron can become a muon, can become a tau. These are called flavors. Because, okay, science. Flavors is what they want. Okay, like. first of all, this is proof that the binary system is bullshit. And from here on out, I'm not using the word gender. Everyone's just a different flavor. They're a flavor. Thanks, science. What flavor are you? What are, are you? A, what's your flavor? Because I'm not even, I don't care about your gender. I don't care about, it's like, get, tell me your flavor at this point. Yeah. Just what's your flav? Let's stick to the science of things. Gender's over. It's all flavor. That's the next t-shirt on me. <laughs> Thanks, science. Okay, go ahead. Sorry. I just love that. Can you say it again? I love it so much. Say it again. Okay. Flavors. The modern neutrino oscillates between types of neutrino, and these are called flavors. I love it. So there's electron neutrino can become a muon or a tau neutrino. Very much like the last episode where we talked about quarks being like up, down, strange, or whatever. This is again. what these are yes. called. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, science. Okay, so this experiment is going to measure how often does the oscillation happen between neutrinos and antineutrinos, antimatter. If it's off, if the frequency of oscillation between neutrinos and antineutrinos is off, then it means that physics treats those particles differently. Those are different particles. They're not the opposite of one another. They are some shit else. That interact with each other. Precisely. And that is called the parity violation, the mismatch of the oscillation of frequency. And it could explain how matter came to be over antimatter, the oscillation frequency of these particles. Sometimes it feels like these particles are sentient, right? It's fucking weird, especially when they don't interact with the Higgs boson, the Higgs field, which would give them the charge, right? And the Higgs boson has hasn't been proved as of 2012 the effects are measured but the particle hasn't seen so it's just 2012 where are you getting your information from a time machine from a decade ago higgs boson 2012 i was watching so many videos (laughs) about this shit today (laughs) just being silly i'm just being silly yeah okay well wow man wait so this when is this discovery from 2012 the Higgs boson is from 2012. They're doing this now. This is a fresh, okay, okay, fresh okay. story yeah, on say. this. Okay, so get this. You got the idea, right? The oscillation difference, the parity violation is going to explain what the fuck happened back in the D. The dick. So how are they doing it back in the dick? They're doing it two ways. First way is using Dune in south dakota the deep underground neutrino experiment and basically it's a big ass they always have the best acronyms yes can we just say scientists make the best acronyms and no one will ever compete with scientists there's fucking smart ass people scientists are smart ass people they're gonna make funny jokes thank you oh thank you i love it okay go ahead so that one is going to be used as well as this super kameo kande that needs work. It's in Japan. It's a oh. Japan name. It's basically both of these you things are a, a big <laughs> ass vat full of liquid. Okay. What kind of liquid? Like salt? Salty saline liquids? Amino acids? In Kameo Kande, it's super pure water. Mm. <gasps> I think I've heard about this. Oh, sorry. I'm just excited. You probably have. Yeah. There's giant vats. Yeah, you probably And they're have. like. Okay, sorry. Go ahead. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I see pictures in National Geographic, I think. Did you see that, too? We should link that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The wall of the vat is lined with cameras. Yeah, did you see that, too? I didn't see it in I'm National Geographic. For- no, I saw it in a different video. But okay, cool. 
Basically, these cameras are photosensitive cameras that will capture the interactions of the neutrinos with the water because in water, electrons can travel faster than light, photons. And the flash of this interaction, which is called Cherenkov radiation, is picked up by the ultra-sensitive photomultipliers. So light goes in as a flash and electricity comes out and it tells the computers that a neutrino has interacted with the water and the electrons within yep, the water. Yeah, That's yeah, in Japan. I read about this. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And so they have Dune now in South Dakota, which is a different liquid that does the same thing. <laughs> yeah. That's cool. Now it's about to get even crazier. Whoa, the detector is full of ultra-pure water, which can leach the nutrients out of your hair and dissolve metal. I knew I had read about this before because I was terrified. And I was like, how now am I scared of water? How do I, How am I scared of water now? Sorry, go ahead. The, actually, there's an interview that I'll link in the show notes where a guy talks about how a hammer was dropped into the super-pure water and it was chrome-coated, but like when they drained it to do maintenance they found a chrome coated shell of a hammer and all the metal had been eaten out by the water yeah i read i read this article i read yep Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it's crazy like look into this for sure but before you do that let me get to this crazy experiment that's gonna be measured in those vats right okay kameo conde and the dune so it's going to measure oscillations of neutrino and antineutrinos the Large Hadron Collider that we have spoken about in the past yeah. is going to shoot neutrinos in the direction of these vats so that it will travel over a bunch of kilometers of Earth and have t- plenty of time to do oscillations along the way so that that information can be measured in the vats. However, what struck me was I didn't know the Large Hadron Collider could fucking do that. It's going to shoot neutrinos and antineutrinos in a straight line into these fucking measurements. Whoa. What do you mean you didn't know it could do that? It shoots, it can shoot these particles through the earth at a different target. They're not going to have an experiment set up in Japan. They are, but the Hadron Collider is in Switzerland. But I mean, they're not going to have like a thing in Japan? No. They're going to have the um, Kameo Conde is a vat of water with photosensitive cameras all around it. And it's going to pick up this stream of, of neutrinos or anti-neutrinos that's shot at it. But I didn't know that. CERN. From Switzerland? From Switzerland. Really? Yes, from CERN. How? Through the Earth. They're going to shoot this beam of neutrinos through the Earth to Japan. Now, is there a tube or something carrying it there that they've built? Or is it literally just going to go through the earth? It's going through the earth. That's neat. It's fucking cool, right? Mm-hmm. How will it know to stop? It won't stop. When it gets to the vats. It'll pass through it. So it's just going to pass through the water. And they're going to be like, let's see what happens when it passes through. What if those neutrinos never stop and it destroys the planet? Um, or it opens a hellscape of demons that are released because neutrinos kept circling it for 50 I years. I guess we'll know, right? Uh-oh. Uh, yeah, it's probably not going to yeah. happen. They're tiny. They're little baby things. I, but what other people... That's so cool, though. Yeah. Okay. What other people were worried about was that it would maybe trigger the sphaleron, which we talked about a minute ago as whatever process happened that made the neutrinos flip from matter to antimatter. But the LHC... Everything will explode? Yeah, it'll become non-existent. Antimatter right. matter. So the Large Hadron Collider cannot trigger the sphaleron in existing LHC conditions. Energy can be created at 10 TeV and greater the energy needed to trigger the sphaleron, but it cannot be concentrated in the amount that it needs to be concentrated in order for it to trigger the sphaleron. But in the early universe, there were high temperatures, and so the sphaleron could have existed, and that, so that's what they're measuring. They're like, don't worry. So they're like, don't worry about it. Don't yeah. worry about it. Don't worry about it. The we LHC can't is... get to the temperatures that it would take for things to go wrong with this. Trust yeah, us. Yeah, but they can get to the energy levels. Yeah. Okay. So they're going to measure the friggin' fields, man. They're going to see if they oscillate at the same or not, and then they're going to be like... When's that? Soon. This is new. New science. New. Just came out. 
It's new. Yeah, dude. I'm yeah, excited. this was just published September twenty second, so Whoa. it's only been three days. Yikes. Yeah. Cool, dude. So basically, what they're trying to figure out is like, did the Big Bang and the Sphaleron create existence? And if so, what other star systems have share these characteristics and are likely to have life on them? What's a Sphaleron again? Sphaleron is the event in which neutrinos can flip from matter to antimatter. Oh, the flip. The flip-flap. The flip-flap. Chip-chap. The chip-chap flip-flap is what you're calling that. Yeah. Flaleron. The flip-flapperon. Sphaleron. Yeah. Pretty nuts. So, to tie back to your astrologeeks conversation, doesn't it seem like there are all these fucking particles up here in the universe that that are just randomly acted upon by space-time, and if things move within space-time, why wouldn't their influence influence particles? We're build like right now, trillions of of fucking neutrinos are passing through me. The thing is with the universe is that you find out that it's like on it's total yin yang. It's total balance. It's like. It's pure chaos and it's pure order all at the same time in structure. It's the fucking golden ratio and it's fucking crazy ass random shit happening all the time. All at the same time. And that's what's about science. And that's what makes it seem so mystical because you're like, how could things be so perfect and imperfect all at the same time? And you're like, because it is. And you're like, what do you think of that? Because it just is. Like, this freaking neutrinos are the smallest, tiniest, lightest particle that we know of on Earth, period. Right. But the yeah. weight of all the neutrinos on Earth, the universe is equal to the weight of all the stars in the universe. That's weird. Basically, I'm obsessed with neutrinos now. Well, you have to tell us more the more they find out. Yeah. Pretty cool. Subatomic particles, they rule our world. They really do. If we can learn to... Well, if we could learn to master them, we will walk through walls. Subatomic particles roll everything around me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Ever wonder what the beatniks crave more than freeform prose and heroin? Do you want your snacks literary themed and far out? Then we have the fix you've been chasing. William S. Chose. Sweet, thick, cream pouring from a long ribbed morsel phallic shaped churros filled with our patented mugwump juice William S. Churros is going on the phone and she sent it back in the mail they have been in the place and they are very nice to have them for the kids they were going on the back porch lol so we didn't think it would have been funny to see it all day (laughs) William S. Churros and I have been here in the last few years since why I had a couple of years of this week to see how it is now on my end and last night that we were in our own room and had a lot to go through. William S. Churros is ready for a meeting at noontime. So look for William S. Churros on your next hunt for something addictive. Available only through drbenway.com Thanks for listening to the Blunt Letters Podcast. Check out our website at thebluntletters.com, our new home on the interwebs for all things Blunt Letters. You can find all the Blunt Letters podcast episodes, check out our blog, and buy back issues of the Blunt Letters zine. Plus, get in touch with us with any suggestions, questions, or leave us a voicemail to be featured in an episode. You can follow our daily adventures and videos on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, and YouTube. Remember to like and subscribe. Be sure to follow us on Spotify, Anchor, Google Cast, Breaker, Pocket Cast, and Radio Public to stay up to date on our new episodes. Wow, that's a lot. I know, right? Bye-bye.